This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight, and uh, it's always an honor to be with you. We have got a lot to talk about, including some new breaking news that deals with the Biden crime family But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about a story that is a technical story that you need to be paying attention to that is going to have a huge impact on your bottom line as a family. If you own a business or a small business, if you're in manufacturing, if you have a union job, and I want you to understand why this story is happening, because it seems like 99% of the media is not connecting the dots here correctly. The White House in theory, out of nowhere, came out and is halting the permitting process for several proposed liquefied natural gas LNG export terminal projects over, they claim, their potential impacts on climate change. It's an unprecedented move that environmentalists have demanded in recent months. Now, I want you to understand that the reason why that the Biden administration came out with this Uh, late last week and now it's being written about now people are talking about is not actually because of the environmental issue that's the cover story here this has also backfired quickly and the reason why i say that is because the washington post has actually come out with a opinion piece and this is the washington post the hardcore washington post liberal left marxist communist newspaper that has now come out and said Biden's liquid natural gas LNG decision is a win for political symbolism, not the climate. Now, I'm going to get to that article in a minute, but I want you to understand the context of why this White House decided to announce this on Friday morning. The White House did not do this because of the environment. What the White House was doing, in my opinion, is was putting sanctions on a state that they were angry with which is an unprecedented move in political history certainly in my lifetime in fact i went back to see has the white house ever done anything this brazen to sanction a state because they don't like what a state in this country is doing on another issue and you may say okay well what is that other issue it's a great question the other issue deals with the state of texas and why did The Biden administration come out on Friday with this. They came out with this on Friday for one reason only to punish tanks, to punish Texas, to sanction Texas, because Texas has refused to comply with their demand, which is to stop securing the border. As you know, it went all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court in a five to four decision said that the federal government can take down the barbed wire in Texas that's been put up across the southern border. To be clear, that 5-4 to decision did not. 
let me say that again, did not order Texas to take down the barbed wire, and it also did not bar them from laying more barbed wire to protect the southern border. All it said was is that the federal government could cut or gain access to the border if they needed through to going through the barbed wire. Now, a lot of people in the media also lied about that story. And you, this may be the first time that you actually heard it the way that I just explained it to you. And so the, the Supreme Court in the 5-4 decision, there was a lot of people that were very angry with, I think it was Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett for siding with the liberals in this 5-4 decision. But if you read the decision, you understand what they said was it was an emergency decision. They didn't write an opinion. And to be clear again, they didn't say that Texas couldn't keep doing it. And they didn't say that Texas had to take up what they had already done. And they didn't halt them from doing any further securing of the southern border. They also sent this back to the lower court and they're going to figure it out. And it may come back in, 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 to the Supreme Court in some capacity. So this is exactly why on Friday, the White House came out with this random, I would argue, out of nowhere, halting the permitting process for several proposed liquefied natural gas export terminal projects because it was going to hurt specifically Texas. You want to know how many jobs it's going to impact? The initial numbers, and these are early numbers, are 70,000 jobs that are going to be affected because of this move by the White House. Now, this did not happen the way that the White House reported. The White House said this happened as a result of climate activists in recent weeks and months. The White House's climate team also reportedly made a crucial decision to delay approval of a major natural gas project called the CP2 as well. Why? This is no joke. This is what the news media is saying is the reason. They say the decision took place after the White House had a meeting with a 25-year-old social media influencer. And then key climate advisors and decision makers within the White House after meeting with a 25-year-old reportedly met with this TikToker, an actual TikToker from Colorado, who had organized an online campaign demanding that the administration kill this project. And the White House said, that's why we did it. I don't believe for a second that a 25-year-old killed this project. I believe the White House was so desperate for a cover story that they said it was a 25-year-old that they were listening to that helped them kill the project because they couldn't admit honesty, honestly with the American people with integrity, hey, we just sanctioned a major state in the United States of America for not doing what we told them to do, which was to stop laying bob wire and stop securing the southern border. That's what this is really all about here. The Biden administration, by the way, not only is fighting against this liquid natural gas and fighting against Texas, but they're now fighting against the use of American natural gas employees. The pausing of this project alone, they say, will eradicate at least 70,000 jobs. Projects involving, by the way, billions of dollars that will also be disrupted. And there's something else that just happened because of this. Because these projects are going to be paused and stopped and not developed, do you know what they're also doing? They are also sending countless dollars, billions of dollars to our enemy, 
Russia. The same Russian government that is invading and killing innocent people in Ukraine, the same Russian government that has their hands in terrorism in the Middle East, the same Russian government that sent literally millions of dollars through the richest woman in Russia, that Russian oligarch whose husband was the mayor of Moscow, who is best friends with Vladimir Putin. You know, those same Russians that sent $3 million to the Biden crime family are now going to get their hands on billions of dollars in profit. Not millions, billions of dollars in profit, which will then help them with their war effort and helping terrorists around the world. But the White House and the media is telling you, no, 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 this is really just about the environment. Now, there was an update to this story that happened, and I want to read for you another headline. It says the White House halts enormous natural gas projects and victory for environmentalists. The former FERC chairman said this isn't just bad policy, it's also bad politics. The White House halting the permitting process for several proposed liquefied natural gas export terminal projects over their potential impact on climate change, an unprecedented move environmentalists demanded in recent months. The article reads, In a joint announcement, the White House and Department of Energy said the pause would occur while federal officials conduct a, quote, rigorous environmental review, assessing the project's carbon emissions, which could take, you ready for this, more than a year to complete, meaning it would be after Election Day. Climate activists have been demanding and taking aim at liquid natural gas export projects in recent weeks, arguing that they would lead to a large uptick in emissions and worsen global warming. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said, as our exports increase, we must review export applications using the most comprehensive up-to-date analysis of the economic, environmental, and national security considerations. This action includes a pause on pending applications for exports of U.S. natural gas as liquid natural gas to non-free trade agreement countries until the department can update the underlying analysis for authorizations. Okay, I know that Secretary Graham didn't write that statement, and the reason why is it was actually well-worded, so she's out. So somebody else wrote it. And what I know that they were doing when they were writing to that, that statement to all of us is they were lying to us. And how do I know that? Because they said they were going to look at a comprehensive, up-to-date analysis on national security considerations. You don't need an exhaustive and comprehensive analysis to know that if you turn off these projects, the money is immediately going to flow out of Russia. And you know that it's going to go to China. And you know that China is also going to make money. Another one of our adversaries. So there's two really big problems here with this lie. The other thing that they also know is that pausing this is going to cost 70,000 plus jobs in an election year, which goes back to exactly what I said. They were sending a loud message to every other state in America that if you do what Texas is doing at the southern border, if you do what Texas has just done and with the backing of 25 different governors who have sent aid and support and National Guard troops to help at the southern border in Texas, that we will do this to you next. We will find the industry that your state depends on and we will punish you. If this was about national security concerns, you never would have made this ruling. You never would have made this announcement. 
And the reason why is because you already knew that the only person that was going to get rich off this was Russia, and that would allow them to be involved in more terrorism, and you would allow, and it would also enrich China. So if they gave a crap about national security, I assure you, they would not have even thought about this project. So when you see the media and everybody that I've seen in the media, and I'm not trying to be mean, I'm being serious here, they have all gotten this story wrong. This is that for the first time in our lifetimes, the United States federal government sanctioning the same way that we sanction Iran, the same way that we sanction the axis of evil back in the day after 9-11, the same way that we sanctioned Russia after they invaded Ukraine, the United States government under the Biden regime, it's not administration, it is a communist dictatorship, they have now sanctioned the people of Texas. Let that sink in, because this is what dictators and tyrants do. And this government... The Biden regime just did this, and no one is reporting on it accurately. 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in. I want to get your phone calls here. You can also send me your comments on Instagram, Ben Ferguson Podcast. Send your messages there. You can follow me on X, Ben Ferguson Show, on Facebook, Ben Ferguson Show. I will read all of your comments, I promise you, during the breaks. Much more coming up on the Mark Levin Show right after this. Mark Levin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, good to be with you. And if you just joined us, uh, we're talking about uh, the White House and an unprecedented move, literally uh, sanctioning the United States of America. Yes, a state they're supposed to represent in Washington. And they did it because the state of Texas is protecting and defending their border. So what did the White House do? They decided, and of course in the cover saying, oh, it's all about an environmental study that we're going to stop the liquid natural gas terminals that are being used, built in Texas. We're going to stifle them with 70,000 jobs that are going to be stopped in this country on top of that. All in an election year, and they say it could take well over a year, folks. 
to do their study. They also claim it was for national security reasons. If that was true, then you wouldn't have done this at all. And the reason why is because immediately the person that makes the most money because of this decision is communist Russia. But then again, in my opinion, they have the president compromised. Why do I say that? Because the Russian oligarch, the former mayor of Moscow's wife, sent $3 million to the Biden crime family. These are the same Russians, of course, that they used claiming that Russia had colluded with Donald Trump. We know that never happened. And we know they know that because they made the story up and they paid to make the story up from the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. Let me also say this because I just want to remind people of this Biden administration. This is another example of what I say and why I say the Democratic Party is dead. It doesn't exist. The Democratic Party is not a Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is a communist, socialist, Marxist party masquerading as Democrats. When you see the word, the, the, the D next to a candidate, when you see a Democratic primary take place, it's not a Democratic Party anymore. They are socialists and communists. They should just be called the Communist Party. And the sooner we all start to refer to them as that and just say what it is, because if you listen to what they say and you listen to and watch what they do, just like this, where they help communists in Russia and China and then take away 70,000 American jobs and sanction a state because that state refuses to give in, refuses to allow for unlimited number of illegal immigrants to come into their state and terrorists, by the way, to come in their state, which I'm going to deal with in a minute. The number of terrorists coming across the southern border. And so because Texas stood up for their state rights, which they should, and every other state in America should, the Biden administration said, we will send you a loud and clear message. We will crush you, Texas. You minions, you peons, you little people of Texas. And we're going to send a message to you other 25 Yahoo governors who just sent your National Guards and your state troopers to Texas to help them at the border. We'll do it to you, too. We will find the industry that matters to you, and we will destroy you. This is what dictators and tyrants do. So stop saying that Joe Biden is a Democrat. Stop saying that Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat. Stop saying that Kamala Harris is a Democrat or Gavin Newsom or the squad members. They are communists, folks. They are dictators. They are tyrants. They are Marxists. one 381-3811. Ben Ferguson Show. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram, Ben Ferguson Podcast, Ben Ferguson Show. More coming up. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold. 
a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Love him or hate him or really, really hate him. The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is uh, the Marco Vin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. By the way, side note, uh, one of my favorite things is commercial breaks because I get to then respond to the crazies uh, that are on social media that come at me. Bring it, you liberal, woke crybabies. Bring it. And you can see some of my responses. I, I'm i not going easy on anybody tonight. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show there on Instagram, at uh, Ben Ferguson Podcast. You can see some of the crybabies that we deal with during the break. It's fun. It's like I do it for free, which is even, that's how much enjoyment I get out of these. This one guy just sent him one. I won't even read it because I don't want him to have his moment in the sun, but you can go see my response to it there. I want to get to your phone calls. If you just joined us, we're chatting right now uh, about a story that I think no one has gotten right. And that is the reason why the Biden administration came out late Friday and halted Liquid natural gas terminals. Now, it's going to hurt the economy in an election year. That doesn't make sense politically. It's going to cut 70,000 jobs, and it may be even more than that when we, at the end of the day. And it's not for national security reasons, which they claim, because the two countries that immediately profit significantly in, in the billions of dollars from this decision is Russia. And now Europe is going to be in a bad spot. So they're going to be dependent on Russia, which gives Russia not just money, but leverage over Europe because they have to have liquefied natural gas to keep the lights on. And also China. China is going to make a crap ton of money off this decision as well. And the only reason why they did this is because they were wanting to sanction the state of Texas for refusing to lay down and allow more Terrorists on the terrorist watch list to come across our southern border, and I'm going to deal with those new stats coming out in a minute. But also, they wanted to send a message to every other state that is coming to the aid of Texas. And there are a lot of states coming to the aid of Texas right now, sending National Guard members and state troopers to help at the border. And they were sending a clear message to those other governors in those other 25 states, do not screw with us. Because if you do screw with us, we will crush you the same way we are about to crush liquefied natural gas in Texas. This is a dictator tyrant move. That's what this is. Plain and simple. one 381 3811 Let me go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. I want to compliment you, man. What you just said and did, you're right. Nobody else would get it. I don't know how you were able to understand it, figure it out. I've been inside of this commie movement for 50 years. I've been exposing it and countering it on the radio for 36, 37 years. Your analysis is right on. 
Biden is connected to Hamas, to Putin, to communist China through the communist connections that put him in power. This is a major, absolutely major thing that's happening in this country. The whole world is collapsing. And the enemy knows if they collapse America, they gain the whole world, no matter what happens in Ukraine, Taiwan, or Israel. We're being attacked and besieged all over the world. You're totally right. Biden does not make these decisions. Biden's not smart even when he was healthy. But the group that put him in power, Council for a Livable World, was founded by a Soviet agent from World War II era that was working to spy on our nuclear uh, technology and, and research and got it to the Soviets, a guy named Leo Let me, let me say something real quick, up. though, before we go down that road, because I, I want to keep this on this issue for a second. And one of the things I want to say about it is, is, is this. The other reason why you know they were lying to you is because they needed a cover story so quickly to justify this move on Friday, which is how you know they weren't planning on doing this until they needed to sanction Texas. And then they said, oh, it's because we met with a guy on TikTok who's 25 years old, and then we just had this moment of clarity, and we decided to change America's energy policy because of a TikToker that we met with who's 25. Like, I know they're dumb at the White House, but I know they're not dumb enough to listen to a 25-year-old TikToker and change the, our entire liquefied natural gas policy. They needed a cover story, and they couldn't find one, so they said, all right, well, we'll just use this 25-year-old kid. And, and, the, and the media were reported that way, and they're dumb enough to report it that way, and sure enough, guess what happened? The media reported the story that way. That is this administration. How easy it is, by the way, for them. It, and it is easy. I mean, this is a joke. Like, they can make up anything they want to. They can make up things that are absurd. Like, I don't know, Donald Trump was colluding with Russians with no evidence, right? And who's going to check them? Who's going to check them? Nobody. Jimmy, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you, sir. Let me go to Michael in Utah, line four. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. Hey, Ben. How are you? Good. You know, it's I, I like your comments about the sanctions, and it really set something off. I mean, here in Utah, right, we just passed the Utah Constitutional Sovereignty Act, which allows us to basically say no to federal overreach. You know, it, it's almost living here. It's almost like I'm on the outside looking in. And, you know, I also enjoy it you, while you can, sir, because don't take it for granted. No, I, you know what? You could not be more right. And, and I guess that's what leads me to my question, because you, you said it well. This is um, this is not a party anymore. Right. This is like a religion of the ill informed. Right. A religion of the 10 second blurb. There's just, you know, one issue voters. And it's all emotion. I guess the better question is, how do we get out of this? Right. Like, how does this just stop? Because this is. Well, not- and that's why I said earlier, we need to stop calling the Democratic Party the Democratic Party. And, and, and one of the ways you have to fight is by telling the truth. You know, AOC and the squad, I actually like them. Some people have said we need to get them out of office and raise funds and, and fight against them. I couldn't disagree more. I love them there. You want to know why? Because they're actually man enough to tell you exactly what their intent is. Uh, a great example is the vote that just happened in, in the House where they said that anyone that was involved uh, in, in supporting and or planning um, the attacks on Israel that, were, that, that come into this country or in this country will be kicked out of this country, right? That, that's like that are immigrants. 
And there was two people that voted against it, just two. AOC uh, was was one of them. And, and there was one other. I think it was Alam Omar. The, this is and I, I have that story for later. So let me make sure and check those names because there's a lot going on in the last 24 hours. I want to make sure I have it right. But but you look at these. Th- this vote was unanimous, right? It, it, this is not hard. If you're killing innocent people, if you're if you're literally cooking children in a stove and you're beheading children, you shouldn't, if you're a part of that, you shouldn't be around, right? Uh, you, you shouldn't. And these lefties, they'll tell you, and they'll sit there and go, no, we disagree with this. Like, they're not America first. They're, they're, they're in favor of the terrorists first, folks. Like, they are. Like, we need to understand and really get our head around this. This is who they actually are. Believe them. And, and I'm glad that we have the squad because that's what the Democratic Party actually is. They're dead. They are communists. They are socialists. They are, uh, they, they are, they are 100% terrorist sympathizers. Look at Cori Bush this week. And look at what she has done this week. Look at what she is, you know, just, just the, the example. She now says if you criticize her and the money that she was giving uh, apparently to her husband for security and the investment investigation around her they're like oh you're now a sexist right and 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 racist if you criticize her no i'm not i'm criticizing you because you misappropriated funds and you funneled them into basically your own pocket you're a horrible human being but they'll sit there and they tell you and and now i got the names because i was pulling up my notes so i want to make sure i have this right it was, it was an AOC. I apologize, AOC. I actually got her name wrong for once. She was not a part of it. It was Cori Bush and Rashid Tlaib, who opposed barring October 7th terrorists from the United States of America. Cori Bush, the Democrat from Missouri, and Rashid Tlaib, the, the Democrat from Michigan, were two votes against a bill in the U.S. House of Representatives on Wednesday that would ban Palestinians who joined in the Hamas terror attacks on Israel on October the 7th from entering the United States of America. I'm glad they're there. I'm glad they're there because that is the Democratic Party. The other Democrats are smart enough to, to, to be one of the 244. But Cori Bush and Rashid Tlaib are still the Democratic Party. That's who they are right now. And, 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 they're, and they're just saying, no, we're not going to even fake it. Now, think about these two people that are in our government. These two communists, these two, these two Marxists, these two terrorist advocates supporters are in the democratic party and they are sitting there saying no we will not ban we will not bar participants in the october 7th attacks on israel if you were an actual participant not a supporter i i want to make that clear not a supporter but an actual participant in the october 7th attacks from entering the united states of america and both of them said hell no By the way, there was another representative, a Democrat from Illinois, Ramirez, who voted present on the bill. So he's even like, nah, I kind of, I don't know. Hold on. I might want some of these uh, uh, terrorists who killed innocent Jews allowed into the United States of America. Cori Bush and Rashid Tlaib, members of the squad. This is who the Democratic Party is. It's dead and they're communists, they're socialists, they're Marxists. They said the... Bill was something they could not support, right? Because they support the terrorists. And by the way, there's many other Democrats who support the terrorists, who support Hamas, who will not denounce what Hamas did and will not denounce Hezbollah. We saw these other, by the way, Democrats. Let's go back to the universities. 
You had activists on college campuses that were chanting from the land of the sea, talking about exterminating Jews, who were chanting death to Israel, who were supporting the terrorists who cooked infant children alive in ovens, who raped women to death, who beheaded children. Infants were beheaded, found in their, their bodies found in their cribs. And I'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable me saying it, but imagine being the people who will not then denounce it who are elected in our government. The Democratic Party is dead, Michael. They are dead. It doesn't exist. The party of even Bill Clinton back in the 90s is gone. Of Richard Gephardt is gone. Of Tip O'Neill is gone. That party is seven feet under the ground, not even six feet. Like it's settled some. We are now dealing with a Marxist party masquerading as Democrats until you get your head around the idea. And Marxists do, by the way, what they're doing right now. They support terrorists and they support changing a country through open borders, which, by the way, allow terrorists to come in across the border. I'm going to tell you that story in just a moment. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin tonight. It's so good to be with you. I want to talk about these terrorists that are coming across our southern border right now. The same southern border that the White House has purposely created. To bring in and fundamentally change this country because the Democratic Party is dead. They are communists. They are Marxists. They are socialists. A lot of you responding. And by the way, one of you just said, Ben, I can't find you on, on Instagram. That's because uh, we got in trouble. This is a true story. Um, we got sh- I got shadow banned because we shared a picture from Hunter Biden's laptop of all of his escapades with everything that was inappropriate blurred out and said, this is the president's son. And there was something like that it was actually really funny. And then we got a warning for quote, I'm not kidding, sharing uh, sexually explicit content. The pictures, by the way, that we showed were the same pictures that were showed in Congress and hearings on C-SPAN. And we had them all blurred out. So if you can't find us on there, you have to like put it in entirely 
uh, on there. It's at Ben Ferguson podcast. And I think you have to put it all the way in or you won't be able to find us. Welcome to social media and how they will shut you down if they don't like what you're saying, even if you're making fun of the president's son. That's when they really get angry. Now, let me talk to you about these terrorists real quick and in, in the southern border and what's happening so you understand just how bad things have gotten. And, and I don't want you to think about this when it comes to the number of people coming across the border. I don't want you to think about the tax issues. I don't want you to think about um, the number of people in the housing and all of that. Forget it all for a second. I want you to think about the southern border from one perspective only for a second. Not the logistical nightmares that happen once all these people come into this country. I want you to think about it from a national security standpoint. Do you want to know how bad it's gotten at the southern border? The number of terrorists that have been caught coming across the southern border has skyrocketed. To the point now where Border Patrol apprehended 50 illegal immigrants on the terrorist watch list between October, November, and December of 2023. Now, that number skyrocketed right during the time when the terrorist attack happened in Israel. That number also skyrocketed at the exact same time that the FBI warned and the intelligence agencies warned of a Israeli-style attack, the Hamas attack on Israel, happening in America, which, of course, the media has completely downplayed. Now, you may say, well, Ben, it's 50 people. They caught them. Okay, let's deal with that. When you're on a terrorist watch list, you're not running to America's Border Patrol agents saying, here I am, give me my free stuff. You're actually trying to get across the border undetected. You're trying to be a what they refer to as a gotaway. Because you're on a terrorist watch list and they know that if they check it, you're on the terrorist watch list. So that if you're a terrorist trying to come across to the border, you are trying to come across undetected and then just disappear into the shadows in this country. To put it in perspective how bad it is right now, the fact that Border Patrol agents apprehended 50 illegal immigrants on the terror watch list between October, November, and December, three months last year. Let me just explain to you the difference when Donald Trump was the president. In the four years that Donald Trump was president, from January to January of 2017 to 2021, there were a total of 30 such encounters under Donald Trump's secure border policy. We had 30 terrorists that came across the southern border that were caught on the terrorist watch list in a four-year period under the Trump administration. And under the Biden administration, we had 50 that were caught in the last three months of the year. But what should concern you even more than that is when we're dealing with 10,000 a day, 20,000 a day, 75,000 a weekend in some sectors coming across the border illegally. The question is, how many terrorists that are on the watch list came across the border in the last three months that we didn't catch? I'm going to give you some of that data coming up next. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. 
Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. And I've got some news, disturbing news, to tell you about the number of terrorists coming across the southern border. Federal authorities caught a terrorist at the U.S. southern border, and not only did we catch him, guess what the Biden administration did? They released him into the country, where he roamed freely, this terrorist, for nearly a year before being arrested in Minnesota, hotbed for terrorism just days ago. That, according to an internal federal memo, was obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation and now has been confirmed By the government to be true. The unnamed individual at the time, I'll tell you his name in a moment, who the memo only identified as a member of the Somali terror group Al-Shabaab. No big deal there, right? He was released shortly after being caught illegally crossing the southern border in California on March the 13th of 2023. Now, you may ask yourself, why was he Release shortly after being caught coming to this country illegally. I can answer that question for you because the Biden administration was taking heat during that time for the humanitarian crisis that was illegal immigrants piling up at the southern border. And when they piled them up under bridges in places like Texas and in Arizona, it made them look bad. So what did they decide to do? They decided to catch and release them as fast as possible. You may not realize this, but now if you are caught coming across the southern border, your first court appearance is set for many of these that are caught is seven years from now. Seven years from now. And that was based on a few weeks ago when I got the data. Can you imagine being caught for a crime and they tell you, all right, we'll see you in almost a decade? And at the rate we're going now, that number will hit a decade where you will come into this country illegally. You will be caught or gone through. You'll turn yourself in. Right. And then they'll say to you, all right, we'll see you literally in 10 years at your first court appearance. Now, there's two reasons why this is happening. And I want you to also understand that. Number one, it's because they're trying to get rid of you quickly. And number two, they know the longer that you stay here, the more heartless you look like as a nation if you then kick someone out. I want you to imagine what you've done and what you've accomplished in the last seven years of your life. I want you to think about the last seven years of your kids' lives and your grandkids' lives, especially if they were in school. Imagine if you were able to hang out for seven years in another country, and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, you got to go. They know that's not going to happen. They're betting on the fact that they'll be able within the next seven years to give them amnesty which is exactly why the court system is acting this way. Now, I'm going to deal with that part and that I just wanted you to have perspective on it more in a moment. But this is why this Somali terrorist, a a member of Al-Shabaab, was released shortly after being caught because the Biden administration couldn't take the heat 
of the humanitarian crisis of an actual open border. So you grab them and you immediately release them into the interior of America as quick as they come across. Now, according to the memo, this memo says that the terrorist screening center deemed him a mismatch after running his name through the terror watch list. That according to the memo, which was sent to Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials, also known as ICE. However, you ready for this? Randomly on January the 18th of this year, 2024, almost a year after he had been released into this country, the terrorist screening center, quote, made a redetermination, quote unquote, that the individual was, quote, a confirmed member of Al-Shabaab terrorist organization. Not only that, this individual was involved in the use, the manufacture, and the transport of explosives or firearms, the memo states. Two days later, they thought that he was such a threat for the last year, roaming in this country, hanging out with probably other terrorists in Minnesota. ICE then nabbed the Al-Shabaab member, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is a hotbed for terrorists. That's not the only part of this story that should scare the hell out of you. And I'm not trying to fear-monger you. I'm letting you know just how bad it is in this country right now, and you better understand this. Border Patrol, we now have been told, caught 172 terror watchlist suspects attempting to enter the United States of America illegally During the fiscal year 2023, former Homeland Security officials say the constant dilute of illegal immigrants hitting the southern border is making it easier for terrorists, bad actors, to slip into this country. Now, let me just stop and analyze that number. Border Patrol says that they have caught 172 terrorists on the watch list trying to break into this country during this fiscal year 2023. Let's compare that to the number of terrorists on the terrorist watch list that came across the southern border when Donald Trump was president. Do you want to know how many it was? Let me just tell you how many that it was. 30 over a four-year period. Now, if you wanted me to do the math for you, especially if you're a liberal and you don't know how to do math, that is on average 7.5 terrorists They came across per year in the Trump administration in those four years that we caught. If you want to divide that by 12, that's about a half a terrorist a month that was caught coming across the southern border when Donald Trump was the president. To be exactly accurate, 0.625 terrorists per month was the average that was coming across the southern border over the four-year period that Donald J. Trump was the president. This is why he was such a badass as president. I can say that, Mr. Producer, right? Just making sure. Okay. Now you go back to the number that I just told you. Donald Trump had let about a half a terrorist a month on average come across. 0.625 terrorists. Let's do the last year of the Biden administration doing the same math. I'm doing this in real time. You can check me. 172 terrorists. Divided by 12 is 14.3 terrorists on average a month. A month. So in two months last year, more terrorists came across the southern border in a two-month span than the entire four-year span that Donald J. Trump was president. 
Quote, many within the Biden administration, including Secretary Mayorkas, who should be impeached, have repeatedly assured the American people that the vetting process at the border is, quote, comprehensive and complete. That's a lie. It's a total lie. A man by the name of John Frabicato, a retired ICE field director who now sits on the National Immigration Center for Enforcement Board, told the Daily Caller, quote, We continue to witness alarming instances where terrorists are able to freely roam the United States for months after being released at the border before their criminal and terrorist histories come to light. The number of suspected terrorists caught trying to illegally cross the southern border continues to grow is the other warning from the data that we just got. Border Patrol agents apprehending 50 illegal immigrants on the terrorist watch list in three-month period. That's more than du- almost double what, Joe, uh, what Donald Trump had come across the southern border in four years. In four years. Think about that number. Quote, the situation is greatly endangering our nation. It is clear that our safety is dependent on enforcing our immigration laws and securing the border. Now, let me just, and again, I said, forget all the financial burdens that illegal immigrants are on this country. Forget all the jobs they steal from Americans. Forget all the jobs they undercut the pricing so Americans can't, can't you know, afford to live the way that they should be able to. Forget all the housing that they take and all the price increases that you have. Forget all of the government aid and the schooling that we have to provide for their kids that is bankrupting this country. We're having to borrow the money to give them their hotel rooms and their plane tickets and their bus tickets and their Obama phones and everything else. Forget all of that. The fact of the matter is there are terrorists in this country right now, and I feel comfortable saying this, that are clearly in this country planning a terrorist attack as we speak. And they came across a overburdened border, a border that was deliberately and purposely opened up by a communist Marxist dictator in the name of Joe Biden. Overburdening on purpose, the Border Patrol, not giving the Border Patrol what they need to do their job with an excessive amount of illegal immigrants coming across our southern border and forced to then process these people so that it doesn't become a human backlog that looks like a humanitarian crisis, which allows for virtually no real initial investigation into the migrants coming across. The background checks currently being run, by the way, only initially search out criminal history in the United States of America, does not run searches on outside of the U.S. criminal histories. Why? Because that would take days, sometimes even weeks or months to connect the derogatory information coming from the other databases to see if a foreigner, which would be more likely to have (laughs) a criminal history in another country, because hence they're a foreigner, that would be the information that I would argue we would need to check first, not last, after we let them go. Let me say one other thing real quick. There were 860,000, and it's hard to get your head around that, so I'll say it twice. There were 860,000 individuals who are known to have snuck into this country illegally that were not apprehended in 2023. 
So the question that I'm asking myself right now is this. I know that there was 176 terrorists that were caught coming across the southern border. I know that some of them that were caught were actually released and they were actual terrorists. And now we're having to go find them again, just like this Al-Shabaab terrorist in Minnesota. But if there were almost a million individuals who are known to have snuck into this country illegally without being apprehended in 2023, within that 860,000, how many terrorists on the terrorist watch list were not caught when coming across the southern border. And if we know that there's a massive uptick of illegal immigrants who are terrorists on the terrorist watch list that are coming across the southern border, then why wouldn't you shut down the border until you figure it out? There are warning signs here, folks. There's a warning from our intelligence agencies and the FBI saying to be on the lookout for Hamas-style attacks in America, the same type of attack that happened in Israel. And during the same time when that attack was going on, Border Patrol apprehended an unprecedented number of 50 illegal immigrants on the terrorist watch list in a three-month period. And what is the Biden administration doing? Not a damn thing to protect us. If you don't think that they're planning attacks right now, you're an idiot. 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in the great for the great one. You can follow me on social media. You can also follow my podcast. I'd love to keep up with you during the week. The Ben Ferguson podcast. Grab it during the break. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure talk. My wireless company knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who've pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. I want to get your phone calls in here. And if you cannot uh, get in the phones, you want to get your comments in, you can follow me on X, Ben Ferguson Show on X. Also on Instagram, you have to put it in the whole thing because we're shadow banned now. Uh, ben Ferguson. It's at Ben Ferguson Podcast. I will read all of your comments, I promise you, during the break. And I will, and many of you are writing in great things, especially on X right now. Also on Facebook, Ben Ferguson Show. There you can put that in and find me. All right, I want to get back to what I was saying about the number of terrorists coming across the southern border. The number of suspected terrorists caught trying to illegally cross the southern border is growing. Border Patrol agents are warning you we caught 50 on the terrorist watch list between October and December, a massive influx. We caught 170 something plus, 172 terrorists on watch lists. In the fiscal year 2023, and that's not all. 
They say this is now a, a, a major danger because the mass release of illegal immigrants under the Biden administration has placed immense pressure on federal authorities to move people through the system quickly. Therefore, we cannot do our job of, of doing real background and complete records checks on these individuals before we release them into this country. And that's the reason why we're seeing now that known terrorists have been able to go free in this country for basically a year. Quote, the overburning of the Border Patrol with the excessive amounts of illegal border crosses has forced faster processing times, which doesn't allow for a more vigorous initial investigation into a migrant's background. The background checks currently being run only initially search out criminal history in America, not outside of our borders. Okay, so the U.S. government has considered, and this is, I want to be clear, this is the Biden administration. The U.S. government under the Biden administration considers al-Shabaab a foreign terrorist organization and has since 2008 when Biden was, I mean, when Obama was in office and Biden was the vice president. The terrorist group operates in Somalia and has also committed attacks in Kenya, Kenya, excuse me, and Uganda. U.S. forces, in fact, killed three al-Shabaab terrorists in a self-defense airstrike on January the 21st. At the request of the Somali government, al-Shabaab has carried out major bombings. Okay, this is the guy that we let go for a year in our country. who's was a member of this terrorist organization that we just picked up again. Al-Shabaab has carried out bombings, including suicide attacks. And the group has assassinated Somali peace activists, as well as international aid workers, as well as journalists, as well as numerous civil society figures, according to the National Counterterrorism Center. That's not all. The terror group carried out that horrific 2013 attack you may remember on the Westgate Mall in Nairobi. That was in Kenya. It killed 67 people. And in 2017, they killed hundreds of civilians in Mogadishu through two massive suicide bombing attacks. So what is the U.S. government doing? We're catching them And letting them go into America. By the way, I haven't even gotten to the horrific attack on the two police officers in Times Square at the hands of what I would refer to as terrorists. Illegal immigrants who are now walking free among us. Who are walking free among us with no bail. We'll have that and your phone calls. Coming up next, Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Make sure you download my podcast. I'd love to keep up with you there. Ben Ferguson podcast. More coming up. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month 
with Pure Talk. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. Welcome back to Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. If you just join us, we're talking about the number of terrorists on the terrorist watch list who are coming across the southern border at alarming rates, putting our country at risk of a real terrorist attack the same type of terrorist attack that the government has warned us about worried about an attack that would mimic what they just went through in israel now it's not just these terrorist attacks that worry me i also want to talk about what many of you have seen that just happened in new york city in new york city you may have seen the story in new york city You had illegal immigrants, four illegal immigrants who assaulted, I would argue, tried to kill New York Police Department officers near Times Square. We now are being told that apparently after they've been released without bail, they're on the run to California, according to the New York Post. Cops believe the group hopped on a bus bound for California on Wednesday after giving phony names to a church affiliated nonprofit group that helped migrants Get rides out of the city, the Post has now reported. When these, I refer to them as terrorists, got out of the American prisons after beating the hell out of our cops, what did they do? They gave the media the middle finger. They walked out and they flicked off with both hands the cameras that were there. So not only were they not deported back to their countries that they came from after trying to kill our American police officers, They were given a free ticket through the charities. And this is why I say you have to be careful about the Catholic charities because they're giving rides to these criminals. New York governor, by the way, suggests deporting the migrants who were allowed to walk free on no bail after beating cops in New York City's Times Square. And and I want to be clear. They didn't try to beat these cops. They tried to kill them. If you watch the video, they were trying to kill these police officers. And what does the president say about this? Not a damn thing. Does the media make him answer questions about this? Absolutely not. What is the local media saying? The local media. What are they saying in New York about this issue? Are they outraged over this? Are they frustrated over this? The local media there? Nah. Why would we be outraged? Why would we be mad? This is just another day in the welcoming city of the Big Apple because that's what we do in the Big Apple. We welcome all the terrorists here. We welcome all of these people. These aliens coming to New York, attacking New York police officers with a gang of fellow illegals arrested and released without bail. And if you're an American that thinks these people should not have been deported, you're stupid. I'm not trying to be mean to you, but well, let me rephrase that. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're stupid. They should have been deported immediately after they served time in our jails. The search is on tonight for the men who attacked two police officers in Times Square. It happened about 8.30 Saturday night. You can see those officers trying to disperse a group. They then try to arrest someone in that group. And that's when the mob attacks the officers repeatedly, punching, kicking, and tackling the cops. 
Five people are already in custody, but police are still looking for seven more people tonight. And where are they now? Changing their names. They're good at this and heading to California. So they can, I guess, beat up more police officers there. That's not all, by the way. In Congress today, illegal immigrants who are convicted, not accused, but are convicted of DWI. And they can, by the way, kill people. Well, Democrats stood up for them today in a bill that was allowing for the deportation of illegals convicted of DWI. What did one of the Democrats Jay Powell say, stop referring to these people as illegals. Are we really saying that we think the best use of our very limited federal government resources is to work on deporting a green card holder who decided to sleep in their car rather than drive home drunk from a bar? A green card holder not trying to drive drunk, just trying to stay warm? I certainly don't think that's a good use of our resources. It's certainly not a good use of our time on this floor. But my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have made it clear that they're not interested in sensible solutions, just in sensationalism. This bill is another example of that. And I hope my colleagues will stop referring to people as illegals. People are human beings. They have different statuses. Some are undocumented. If you want to say some are illegal, but let's not call human beings illegal. Tired of that language. I'm tired of that language. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're snowflake ideals in life have been offended by me calling a human being what they actually are when they break in this country, an illegal immigrant. By the way, I love how she acts like every illegal immigrant that is going to get a ticket for DWI was just trying to sleep in their car, as she described. Oh, they're just trying to sleep it off. At least they didn't try to drive home, implying that no illegal immigrants have ever driven drunk anywhere, which is also a lie. In fact, there's quite a few illegal immigrants have taken the lives of innocent men, women, and children driving drunk in this country. And this bill said that if you were in this country illegally and you are caught driving under the influence that you should then be deported. And Democrats, do they defend the Americans in this country that are, that are the victims of these crimes? No. Do they defend the police officers when they're brutally beaten in New York City by Times Square? No. They defend them. And the Catholic charities give them free rides to another state so they can avoid having to deal with the justice system in this country. And none of what I just said even deals with the actual terrorists on the terrorist watch list coming across the southern border. Let me get to your phone calls. 877-381-3811. Let me go to Janet uh, in Virginia. Line three. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Hi, Janet. Go ahead. All right. I guess we lost Janet. Let me go to Sergio in Brooklyn. Sergio, welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. Yes, Ben. Uh, how are you? And uh, first, I want to speak about what you said about before about the uh, Biden administration cutting the uh, the gas production today. Hold yeah. on. I'm going to I don't I don't want to read it per se, but basically what he said is, I'm stopping the production of natural gas. Let me give yeah. you a little context on this here first. First is, we have to go back to uh, uh, the day in November when Biden won the election in uh, 1999. And he turned around, and his hope, his hope of identification was, 
I'm going to stop the, the uh, natural gas. I'm going to stop the drilling, and I'm going to stop the Keystone Pipeline. Well, guess what? When he got elected on uh, whatever it was in 2000, the people that were going to build the pipeline, they didn't wait till 2000 to say they were going to stop it. They stopped it the day that he got elected. Okay? Thank you, uh, Biden. But let me go back now, now that they want to import it. Let me give a little context here. I'm a United, I shouldn't say this because I'm an international union um, steam fitter, and I'm a New York local. For 50 years, I built nuclear power plants. I'm an X-ray welder. I know everything and anything about energy. I know anything that you want to do about natural gas production. It's my life. It's my livelihood. There are 600,000 of us union members that know everything about this. And the total outrage that you're going to turn around and tell us now that you're going to knock out 70 more thousand dollars, uh, 70 more thousand people from jobs. You're going to turn around and say and crush our energy because we, we don't want to import the natural gas over to, uh, to Europe anymore where we were doing it. And that's going to play right into the hands of the Russians and say, good, now we're going to choke you off. And it's not know. just choking them off. It enriches Russia, who desperately needs the money to carry on the war against Ukraine. And so I would argue to the Democrats, who, by the way, are obsessed with funding the Ukrainian war indefinitely, forever and ever. Amen. If you want to actually help the people of Ukraine, then don't hand literally billions of dollars in aid to Russia to then be used to kill the people in Ukraine. It's let's not hard. Back to about, let's go back to, to, to our own domestic needs, okay? When you kill our natural gas, what you do, you kill our ability to turn around and give it to our own people to begin with, okay? And well, you certainly kill the price of it so it goes up so you're hurting the American people. And, you know, you, you get the Greenies, AOCs, and everybody else. I'm going to ask anybody one question who, who keeps on pontificating about, hey, you know, uh, a green energy, green energy. I'm going to say one thing. What's, what's a megawatt? Okay. Number one, how do you make electricity? When you make electricity, what do you do? You turn the switch on? Where does it come from? Okay. You want all these cars. You want all this. It comes from steam. I'm a steam fitter. Okay. We, 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 we create steam. We create 2,200 pounds of steam. We turn turbines and we make electricity. Okay. 275 megawatts and on and on and on. Guess what? If you don't have steam, you don't have electricity. And then the fuel for the steam is either coal it's natural gas, or it's oil, or it's nuclear. Okay, so when you plug your your, uh, your your car in and you want another, I don't know, ten million cars, guess what? That ain't green. It's going right back to the energy because we need to produce more energy to 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 turn around and and create a, a, a whatever ten more million cars. New York City uses fourteen thousand megawatts of energy every single day. Okay, green energy probably gives you, I don't know, uh, I don't know, 200, 300, 300, 500, even 1,000 megawatts. It's not there. But anyway, this, uh, this is a good call. And Sergio, I appreciate the phone call and your perspective, and, and thanks for what you do to keep America running, my friend. Seriously, I mean it. one 381 1-877-381-3811. Let me get real quick. I want to get another one here. Let me go to Ted in New Jersey. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hi, Ben Ferguson with you. Hey, yeah, good evening. Okay. Howdy, sir. Go ahead. The fo- All right. The folks on the radio, what everybody talks about, uh, 
this uh, flood that uh, that Biden has released on us. I call them Biden border crashers. We need to distinguish them from prior arrivals because right now the the job is going to be too big. Now, with Biden's policy or, you know, flouting the law, what is the objective? The objective is the 2030 census. They want they were very upset the way congressional power migrated out of the Northeast and California to other states. And that's why they're, that's why they're bringing these people in, because it doesn't matter whether you're an illegal alien or an alien or whatever. Yeah, you, you want to count them in the, in the census so you get more money for those liberal states. That is part of it, but I don't think that's the largest part of it. So I, I want to be clear about that. What I will say uh, is, is this. I, I think they want to bring in as many illegals as they can so that there's so many here that they and then they give them their court dates, which are now seven years out. OK, for their first appearance in court seven years from now that then they'll say it's inhumane and unhuman. It's, it's un-American to kick them out of this country. So we have to give them amnesty. This is all a play for amnesty and anchoring babies here, because if you give someone seven years Before their first court date, the chances they're going to have a child that then is an American citizen that's born in America that then anchors in this country is going to make it even easier for them to give out amnesty. This is all a play to fundamentally change this country forever because the Democratic Party, as I said in the first hour, they are no longer Democrats. They are socialists. They are communists. They are Marxists. That is who they are. Believe them when they tell you that is who they are. They are not a party of law and order. Look at New York City. Look at these terrorists, as I would call them, that just beat the hell out of these cops trying to kill them in New York City. They let them out bail free. People that do that are communists. They're Marxists. They're socialists. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be right back. Mark Levin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Really nice to have you with us tonight. If you just joined us, we're talking about the number of terrorists coming across the southern border right now. And it's shocking numbers that uh, you can't even put into 
comparison to the past because they're just so much higher than what we've ever seen before. The warnings are now that terrorists are coming across the southern border and being released, even some of those that are being caught. Why? Because we're not checking their backgrounds. We're just catching and releasing them so there isn't a big stack up of illegal immigrants at the southern border. The number of suspected terrorists caught trying to legally cross the southern border continues to grow. Border Patrol agents apprehended a staggering 50 illegal immigrants on the terror watch list in a three-month period between October and December of last year. There are a total of 30 such encounters when Donald Trump was president over a four-year span. And in three months, they almost doubled the number. These terrorists, by the way, are not coming to America because they love America. These are the people that chant death to America, and these are the people that hate America, and these are people that want to destroy America. These are the people who want to blow up America. If you're a terrorist on the terrorist watch list, you're not coming to America because you've decided to settle down and retire. You're coming to America to either plan a terrorist attack or make money to send back to the terrorists that you work for. You're either coming here to plan and orchestrate jihad. Or you're coming here to fund jihad. These terrorists don't come to America because they love, they want a better opportunity. People that are on the terrorist watch list aren't giving it up and going, you know, the great Satan that I hated You know, the big Satan, America, and the little Satan, Israel. Yeah, I've decided to just, like, forget all that. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to go to America. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to hang out in America. That doesn't happen. And if you think that that is what they're doing, you're an idiot. 1-877-381-3811. I want to get your phone calls in here, your reaction to all this. Let me go to Betty. In Canada, welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Hi. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless Mark Levin. And God bless your your screener who allows me to talk to you. Um, um, Calling from Canada, um, some of us are aware of what's going on down there. And... um, I have tons of relatives in California, Wisconsin, Illinois. I almost moved to the USA until Obama became president. And then Do I me said, a favor. Hold on. All right. I got to take a hard break here. I apologize. Hold on. We'll come back. It is the Mark Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. 1-877-381-3811. By the way, I'd love to keep up with you. Make sure you download the Ben Ferguson podcast. I do a podcast every day. You can grab it during the break. More coming up. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, Hour 3, Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight, filling in for the great one. And I've got some new information for you on Republicans are demanding now a draft of Joe Biden's speech on the firing of the Burisma prosecutor. The impeachment inquiry sent a demand letter to the White House counsel on Wednesday requesting the National Archives and Records Administration provide all drafts of then-Vice President Joe Biden's speech about firing the Burisma Holdings prosecutor, Victor Sokin. The inquiry is interested in the original draft of the speech because Joe Biden bragged in 2018 about the successful pushing for Viktor Shokin's removal, a condition for Ukraine to receive a critical $1 billion loan guarantee. In fact, Joe Biden even explained that himself. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer requested the original drafts of Joe Biden's speech more than five months ago, but the White House refused to allow the release of them to Congress. During the Obama administration, you may remember that Joe Biden was, and he bragged about this, the designated foreign policy point person for Ukraine. The House Oversight Committee argues that Joe Biden threatened to withhold U.S. aid to Ukraine in 2015, Until then, Ukrainian President Poroshenko fired the prosecutor, Shokin, who had jurisdiction for an investigation into the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, the same energy company that Hunter Biden sat on the board of, earning more than a million dollars a year until his monthly compensation was cut in half two months after his father ceased to be vice president. Quote, the White House had previously permitted These types of documents be provided to Congress with presidential records related to the Trump administration after only one month of White House review, the inquiry wrote to the White House. We expect the White House to do the same in this instance as we ask for the documents. Such a lengthy delay in processing a discrete and limited category of documents is unacceptable and appears to represent an attempt to obstruct the committee's legitimate investigation, James Comer wrote. These tactics must cease, and the White House must permit the NARA to release these documents forthwith, he said. Now, this letter that went to the White House is a letter that is important, because the reason that they need to know about this is because, well... What was he going to say? And then what did he decide to say it? And then why did he decide to say it the way he did? And why was he so confident in getting him fired? Why was he bragging 
about getting him fired? These are just some of the basic questions that obviously need to be asked. Now, this also goes into the investigation of the corruption of the money that was going directly into Biden's hands that they lied about. Remember, this president said he never received a dime, not a single penny from any of the Biden family activities. We now know that's a lie from direct payments coming from his brother and from Hunter Biden. We also know that there's even more to this story. And that is that the president of the United States of America also lied to all of us when he said he never talked to his son or his business associates, right? His son or his business associates about the businesses of his son or brother. We now know from whistleblower testimony, from on the record testimony, and from those that were closest to Hunter Biden, the Biden crime family, that in fact, the president did talk to them and talk to them quite often. Another example of the corruption of the Biden crime family. We also know that they have received money from people that hate America, our adversaries, including China, Russia, and Ukraine, just to name a few. And it explains, I think, much of what we are now learning about the Biden crime family and just how compromised they may actually be. We also know the bank records Hundreds, more than a hundred to be exact. I think it was 150 something suspicious activity reports were filed on the Biden bank accounts. And we know that the money laundering from all of the LLCs, many of which never did any business at all, except for funnel money between one bank account of a Chinese person connected to the Chinese Communist Party would then go into another bank account, then another bank account, and then finally would end up in the hands of the President of the United States of America, the big guy, Joe Biden. We know all of this. We know all of it because of the bank records. We also know all of this because of the laptop. Same laptop that took, what, five years for the deep state to finally admit was actually that of Hunter Biden's, even though they actually knew it was Hunter Biden's all along. But they've recently had to admit it in public for the first time. The same media that lied to you and told you that the laptop wasn't real and it was Russian disinformation. They also knew that it was real and they were lying to you as well. And the 50 plus intelligence officers who signed that now famous letter saying that that was Russian disinformation We know that when they were signing the letter that was put together by Anthony Blinken and others in the Biden campaign, hoping to get their dream jobs like Secretary of State, that they were lying to the American people and those in the intelligence community were also lying on their behalf because they all wanted Joe Biden to become president of the United States of America so that they could then get their dream jobs and profit big time off of the Biden crime family. They didn't care if he was compromised. They didn't care if they were screwing America. They didn't care if the guy who was getting into office, let's be very, very, very clear, was going to be controlled by our adversaries. They also knew the payments were coming in from places like Russia. They knew the money was coming in from Russian oligarchs, they knew that was coming in from direct people with direct ties at the highest levels to Vladimir Putin. They didn't care because they wanted their jobs in the White House or in the State Department or the FBI or the CIA or the DOJ or whatever it may be, because they were all in 
to grab power, and it didn't matter who they had to sell out to to get that power. This impeachment inquiry into the president of the United States of America, and I want to make this very clear, and people uh, that, that that don't understand this, they need to. And listen carefully when I say this. This is not about Hunter Biden, or I would argue anybody else in the Biden family. This is about the kingpin and about the big guy. Because the business was selling the big guy. The widget, the product, right, was the big guy. Hunter Biden never sold a damn thing in his life that was an actual tangible object. The only thing he was doing was selling access to his father. And if his father didn't have the positions of power that he held, there would be no product. And so now the day of reckoning has come. And the media keeps trying to make it about Hunter Biden. It's a smart political move. I also want to make that very clear. Make it about the poor SOB who's an addict. Make people feel sorry for said addict. And make it look like the dad had nothing to do with it when the reality is the dad was in charge of all of it. Joe Biden is the El Chapo of the family, of the criminal enterprise. I'll say it again. Quote me on this. Joe Biden is the El Chapo of the Biden crime family. Full stop. He knew what he was doing the entire time. He knew he was he knew that his family was selling him. He knew he was the product and he exploited his positions of power to sell the product to the highest bidder and the and, and he was compromised instantly by the communists in China, by the dictators and tyrants in Russia and by those in Ukraine and many other countries we've now learned around the world. He was compromised and he didn't care because he needed the money. He was willing to sell out the United States of America. Now, let's also be clear. There is a two-tier justice department and, and, and two different tiers of justice in this country right now. Let me just give you an example. You may not know the name Jacob Chansley. Jacob's Chansley spent 310 days in solitary confinement before Jacob took a plea deal and then was sentenced to 41 months, do the years on that, 41 months in prison for saying a prayer in the Senate chamber. He was a, quote, insurrectionist. But what happens if you do a graphic gay porn video in the Senate chambers? Yeah, that happened. We now know nothing happens to you as long as you're a Democrat. The United States Capitol Police say that they will not charge any of those staffers who were literally banging on the desks in the Senate, in those rooms where they do their committee hearings. They will not charge anyone in the sex video incident in that Senate hearing room. For now, we are closing the investigation into the facts and circumstances surrounding a sex video that was recorded inside the Hart Senate office building on the morning of Wednesday, December the 13th. After consulting with federal and local prosecutors, as well as doing a comprehensive investigation review of possible charges, it was determined that despite a likely violation 
of congressional policy, there is currently no evidence that a crime was committed. So you can literally bang in a gay porn video on the desk inside the Senate office building chambers, and they're saying no evidence of a crime was committed. But if you were in or around the Capitol on January the 6th, you will spend 310 days in solitary confinement and be sentenced to 41 months in prison for saying a prayer in the Senate chamber. There is a war going on in this country right now. It is a war between good and evil. It is not a war between Republican and Democrats. It is a war between the death of this country and the rise of communism. And those like you and I who are standing up for what this country actually is supposed to be. You think about the compare and contrast of the staffer who's making a porn video in the Senate chamber. And they're telling you you, uh, that no crime was committed. But if you were in and around the the D.C. Capitol on January the 6th, you're a domestic terrorist, you're an insurrectionist, and your financial data was even turned over to the feds, even if you actually weren't involved in January 6th in any capacity. And if you're a little old lady, you're treated like you're Al-Qaeda. But if you're a gay staffer that supports Joe Biden, you can literally bang and make a video of it in the Hart Senate office building, and they will look you straight in the face and tell you no crime was committed. Welcome to Biden's America. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Welcome back. It is the Marco Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. If you just joined us, we're talking about the Biden crime family. And I do want to get your phone calls in here. 877-381-3811. You can also send me your comments if you're on Instagram, Ben Ferguson Podcast there on Twitter or X now uh, at Ben Ferguson Show. Also on Facebook. Uh, and most importantly, I'd love to keep up with you. I do a morning update podcast every morning. Download my podcast so I can keep up with you all during the week. Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Let me get to your phone calls now. And I want to go to uh, Larry, line three in Texas. Nice to have you on the Mark Levin Show tonight. Hi. Larry, are you there? All right, I guess we lost Larry. We'll try to get him back. Let me go to Jane in New York. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hi. Hi, Ben. How are you? First of all, Good. I want to tell you, you are 100 percent correct about the communism thing um biden the child nibbling lying moron is really close friends with bernie sanders who is total complete communist all the way i used to deal with him when i was an abuse counselor in vermont and new hampshire now biden just made a major purchase in the middle east and it's it's in a newsmax article only it's kind of buried in the back and they are importing drugs to Hamas, to their training centers. And I know my friends in Long Island, they're afraid to even go out of their homes because of the terrorists coming across their borders and doing um, drug purchases. 
Well, look, the number one killer in this country right now of young people is fentanyl. The number one way you're you're most likely to die between, I think it's 18 and uh, I want to say it was 34, is fentanyl. Now, see, Biden purchased, started a new program, and it's fentanyl-based, but it's called the Captagon Act. And it's a very strong amphetamine, and they're sending it to the Hamas training camps. And people taking... All right, let me, let me say this. I don't know about this, Jane, so I don't want to talk about it. I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong or right, okay? I, I want to do some research. So I, I don't know about it, and I don't want to put out information that is not accurate that I haven't looked at. So I hope you understand that, okay? So let me look into it. I will look up this article, and I'll try to make a comment later in the show if I can. one 381 3811 Let me go to Holly in West Virginia. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Hi, Ben Ferguson. I listen to all your podcasts, and I just love them. Thank you so much. So you're welcome. You're great. And I want to say, when you're discussing the staffer who had the video in the Congress room, and I know that he was fired, but then it just popped into my head this thought, oh, yeah, he was fired, but I wonder what job they gave him, because they always take care of their own. They always do. Look, the Democrats never actually fire you. They just move you around. Right. And even though he's low level, I bet they moved him somewhere. Oh, he's a hero. He's a, he's a he's a gay porn actor, right? That did a porn in in, in a heart office building. He's a hero of the communists of the left. Yeah, you're right. He's a hero. By the way, Holly, hold on for me. I want to continue our conversation. All right. I got a hard break here. Just so you know, we were talking about fentanyl a second ago. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken now admits that fentanyl and the number one trafficker of fentanyl is Joe Biden is now the leading leading cause of death for Americans between the age of 18 and 49. So 18 to 50-year-olds, the number one way you die now is fentanyl. We'll be right back. The new American revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. Welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It is great to have you with us tonight. I want to get to some of your reaction to the latest news, not only about terrorists coming across our southern border at alarming rates, but also the Biden crime family. And now the subpoena of documents that deal with Joe Biden's speech about firing Victor Sokin, the man who was investigating Burisma. You may remember uh, he was investigating Burisma. This also comes as new information coming out about Hunter Biden. Yes, Hunter Biden now in even more trouble with the federal government. What do I mean by that? Well, get ready and start taking notes, folks, because you're going to love this one. (laughs) Hunter Biden, uh, we now know, lied about his art. We also know that his sugar daddy, and this is just one weird as hell relationship, Uh, was not only giving him millions of dollars, but we also have now learned that he holds his 10% stake in the Chinese energy company CEFC. We also know that Biden's business associate and the Chinese Communist Party linked company met Joe Biden and take the write this down and paid $3 million after Joe Biden left the presidency. 
Now, this is somewhat complicated, but I know Mark's audience is brilliant, so you guys can handle this. They couldn't do this on cable, on most cable channels, because it's above the audience's IQ. CEFC is that Chinese energy company. It's a Chinese energy company direct, li- directly linked to the Chinese Communist Party. We now know that they, this is for a fact, met with President Joe Biden and paid the Biden family business $3 million in 2017. How do we know this? Because under oath, Joe Biden's good friend and associate, business associate, Rob Walker told the House Oversight Committee this on Friday. The timing of the payments are now raising serious suspicions about whether or not the payments were deliberately and purposely delayed to obscure Joe Biden as the quote-unquote brand of the business that sold access to Joe Biden to receive the millions of dollars. We also know that the Bidens earned tens of millions of dollars from foreign business deals for which Hunter offered no real work. Yeah, no work at all. Walker, who described himself as acting as a surrogate for Hunter around the country and abroad, pursuing opportunities. Notice he didn't say business opportunities, just pursuing opportunities. He said that CEFC paid the Biden family business $3 million, specifically after Joe Biden left the vice presidency in 2017. Delaying the payments, right, for the big guy for more than a year until Joe Biden became a, quote, private citizen. In addition, Rob Walker told the committee on Friday that the now missing chairman, because the guy who was the chairman of CEFC, his name was Yee, met with Joe Biden in 2017. He says the meeting occurred at at the Washington, D.C. Four Seasons Hotel and included about 10 others. That according to an FBI interview recently, recently released by the House Ways and Means Committee. So much for the narrative that Joe Biden never talked business, right? Never one time. And he lied to you when he was running for president in 2017 or 2019, I should say, during those final months before you voted. Joe Biden said he never talked business with his family, period. Joe Biden lied to you and said that he never, his family never made a dollar, took a dime from China. Rob Walker, under oath, now saying that the Biden family business did in fact receive a $3 million wire transfer and subsequent payments from CEFC between 2015 and 2017. The House Oversight Committee revealed in March this information that's now been confirmed from these suspicious activity reports known as SARS and then subpoenaed records from the Bank of America to back that up. Quote, and again, I hope you're taking notes, folks. The Chinese company paid Hunter Biden and his associates $3 million shortly after Joe Biden left office as a thank you. Let me read that again. The chi- quote, the Chinese company paid Hunter Biden and his associates, that would be his dad, $3 million 
shortly after Joe Biden left office as a quote unquote thank you for the work they did while Joe Biden was in office. That's what the House Oversight Committee stated on Friday. Quote, members of the Biden family received payments from the Chinese deal, even though they did not work on it. That's called bribery, folks. That's called money laundering. This is the type of swampy influence peddling the American people want us to end, the House Oversight Committee said. Now, Walker claimed during his Friday deposition that Joe Biden, quote, was never involved in any of the business activities. However, Miranda Devine, the author of The Laptop from Hell, pointed out saying this, of course, Joe Biden wasn't involved in the business. Why was he not involved in the business? Because he was the entire reason the business existed. Without Joe Biden and his position of power, this money never would have made it into their bank accounts. She went on to say, quote, Marina Devine, and she knows this stuff better than anybody, quote, he was the product, referring to Joe Biden, that was being sold. He was the brand, right? The brand that was being sold. And he frequently made himself, as well as Air Force Two, available for marketing purposes for the brand that was being sold, which was Joe Biden. Now, the $3 million from CEFC through Rob Walker is now also confirmed as a link to the $40,000 that Joe Biden received in 2017, a direct payment from the account of his brother, James Biden, and his sister-in-law, Sarah Biden. It was in the form of a personal check that, of course, in the memo line was labeled as a, quote, loan repayment. The $40,000 money trail began on July 30th of 2017 at the same exact time when that famous now WhatsApp message, when I think it was five different times, if I remember correctly, Hunter Biden invoked his father and demanded a $10 million payment from CEFC associate Raymond Zhao. Of course, with his dad sitting right next to him. That's what Hunter Biden said in the text message. And guess what happened? They got the $10 million within days of him sending that text message demanding the money. Which brings me back to that $40,000 check. That $40,000 check in the second instance, Joe Biden personally accepted a suspicious personal check from his brother, James Biden. That's what the Oversight Committee is now saying. And the discovery of the checks justified concerns that the Biden business compromised Joe Biden, who is now the president of the United States of America. It lends further credence to the impeachment inquiry into the president. The House Oversight Committee also states. House investigators, just to put it in perspective for you, launched this probe into the Biden family in 2022. They have now revealed and confirmed that Joe Biden received direct payments from James Biden and direct payments from Hunter Biden, meaning that the President of the United States of America lied to you on countless occasions. They also show that nine additional Biden family members, and they have proof of all this, received payments from the family's foreign business ventures. In those nine, we also know that two of the nine 
are Joe Biden's grandchildren another way to launder money? Joe Biden, of course, has yet again denied any involvement in the Biden family business ventures, and he did it at least nine different times on the record. He lied to the American people over and over and over and over and over again. Let me remind you of Joe Biden's lies to you. He started those lies back in Des Moines, Iowa on September the 21st of 2019 in the closing days of the presidential election. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that statement. I thought the article released the thing on online. This thing be printed one time. It's good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, That last voicemail that you just heard was a voicemail that Joe Biden left on Hunter Biden's cell phone. Hey, pal, it's dad. I thought the article released online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, right? Was really good. Thought it was clear. Thought it was a good article. I think you're clear in any ways. If you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. That, That, by the way, forget all the money. Forget all the suspicious activity reports. Forget all of that. The voicemail alone is not a smoking gun. It's a bomb going off. Joe Biden did discuss with his son, with his brother, and everybody else, his businesses. Even though Joe Biden said to you, quote, I never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with businesses, with their businesses. Well, if that was the case, then why did you leave that voicemail? Joe Biden said it multiple times. I never spoke to my son about his overseas business dealings. And then he said, by the way, in the second half of that statement, he said this. Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. You can't make this up. Let me go back to the laptop I mentioned for a second. Remember when Joe Biden said the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop were also lies? They were Russian plants. They were a smear campaign. We now know that the deep state admits the laptop's real and they knew it all along. But what did he say during the campaign on the debate stage? 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care for five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what five. he's saying is a bunch of garbage. This is classic Trump. We have four days left and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that this folks. Yes, yes. I know you asked. That what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care for five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say over and over and over and over again. He lied to you. Over and over and over again, Joe Biden looked you in the eyes and lied to your face. 
He kept saying over and over again, this is a Russian plant. Come on, man. You're smarter than this, America. You're not stupid. You're not dumb. You're not an idiot. Come on, man. This is a smear campaign, man. This is all a smear campaign. Guess what? He was lying to you then. He's lying to you now. 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Don't forget during the break. Download my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. I'll keep up with you every day of the week. Much more coming up. Mark Lovin. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Really nice to have you with us. I want to get to some of your phone calls real quick. one 877 381-3811. Uh, let me go to Jason in New Jersey, line two. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hi. Jason, you there? All right, I guess we lost Jason. We'll try to get you back. Let me go to Bill in Dallas, line four. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. Hi, Ben. How are you doing tonight? I just uh, wanted to make a comment here and an allegation. What uh, Crooked Joe... And that no-count miserable son of his were selling for those top-secret documents that he had in his compound there at that beach. And over at that office, I guess it's uh, University of Pennsylvania, with the Chinese. That's what the guy's selling. He's he's committed treason, and he needs to be in prison. The whole lot of them need to go. And I'll tell you another thing who's running this country right now, and that would be Barack Hussein Obama. He's He's the... He's the mastermind behind this whole deal because Crooked Joe ain't smart enough to think this up. But uh, Biden, he's a crook, he's a thug, and he needs to be held accountable. And I appreciate the time on your radio program, Mr. Ben. All we got to do is keep exposing them. And if we keep sharing the truth and I put all these articles up on social media so the people can grab them, because if we don't keep exposing it, the media will never cover it. Everything I talked about tonight is up on my social. So you can you can grab it on X, Ben Ferguson show there. If you're on Instagram, it's Ben Ferguson podcast. It's all in my podcast as well. Let me also just end by saying this. I got to say a big shout out to the high school boys in Connecticut. A new state mandated tampon dispenser in Connecticut that had to be put in the high school boys bathroom was ripped down in just 20 minutes after it was installed, apparently. The principal has come out and said, I want to say I'm not normally one to encourage the destruction of property, right? But to these New York, or I should say these Connecticut high school boys in the bathroom that ripped down the dumb A mandated tampon dispensers, that had to go in the boys' bathrooms, job well done. Just when I think we've lost this country, some boys do exactly what boys should have done, which was rip down the damn tampon dispenser in the boys' bathrooms. These are the people, by the way, that are educating your kids. If there's anything you can learn from this, get your heads out of your rear ends and start fighting back. Because the same people that are picking the curriculums for your kids are the same ones that are mandating tampon dispensers and boys' bathrooms. 
And to these high school kids, you're braver than the parents are in Connecticut. Well done, folks. Way to rip them down. I, I, I love it. I think it's amazing. I'm Ben Ferguson. It's been an honor filling in for the great one. I'll keep up with you. Make sure you grab my podcast, the Ben Ferguson Podcast. Have a great night.